Uh, what's up, Mike? What's up, Walker? Should we do this? Let's do it. Welcome to Walls Down. I'm Walker. I'm Mike. We uh, have Eliza on this week. Eliza Doolittle. That's right. And um, it's part two of a two-part episode that was, uh, part of it was lost, but now we're lucky. We'll talk about that later. But anyway, welcome everybody. Uh, our mid-holiday special. Special. It's not, it's a normal episode, but it's, they're all special. Um, we should have had like Christmas music in the background. Well, Christmas is over. We should have had New Year's Eve music. Is there New Year's Eve music? No, I don't. There's old anxiety, yeah. Um, although this will probably come out after New Year's, but Fair. who cares? Um, so, uh, Mike, how was your holiday? How was your week? My week was good. It was my first Christmas in New York. Mm-hmm. I went up to the tree at Rockefeller Center. How was that? It was great. There was a lot of people there. Um, saw the ice skating rink. Uh, it was trippy walking around the city and no one was around. Like, oh, yeah. Being in New York City and walking in Soho or walking like on the east side, the upper east side, and just the streets were empty. And that was like tripping me it's out. It's eerie. Yeah. It's weird. Because you I've... know you're in like the largest, uh, not the largest city, but like the most condensed city. Yeah. And you expect to see people everywhere. Uh huh. And it was just empty and quiet. It's, yeah. I, I worked on <laughs> Christmas Eve that, that day. And like the second I stepped out of my house, it felt so weird because mm-hmm. there's like a school down the street from my house, and there's just like in but and I work in a like in Midtown. Yeah, <coughs> was Midtown crowded? No, I, like yeah. when I got off the train, like so, so the school. So usually it's like usually when I leave, it's there's like the sound of the kids getting to school, mm-hmm. totally silent. And then when I got off the train in Midtown, it's usually packed. It mm-hmm. was like, there was people, but it was definitely way, way, like it was empty. And it's like this weird, it's like it's calming. hushed. Yeah. yeah it's, you could feel see, the See, I difference. didn't think it was calming. I thought yeah. it, it made me feel weird. Um, <laughs> I thought it was calming. I was like walking around like, oh, this is cool. I like it. But, I, but also, there's a lot of people from out of town, yeah. in town. Yeah, transports. Yeah. Yes, transplants like us, but just and people visiting. Mm-hmm. I was in Times Square last night and it was plenty full. Fuck I was <laughs> Yo, just crazy. hanging out. It was my favorite Yo. New York hangout. As, as no. anyone who lives in New York knows, you love to hang out in Times Square. Right, guys? Uh, Don't go above 14th unless. Uh, <laughs> was I had it, to. you know, speaking, you know, we've talked a lot about you doing like, you know, like you're like rechilding, reparenting your inner child and all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. How was it with like. Because, like, I think of going, like, going to see the tree in Rockefeller Center when I was a kid, probably because of, like, Home Alone 2 and other I movies. That. I was like, New York is, like, the most Christmassy place there is. It was, I felt like a little kid because I remember that scene at the end of Home Alone 2 where he's standing in front of the tree, like, uh-huh. praying to see his mom. Uh-huh. Uh, so, when I was standing in front of the tree, I was like, oh, shit. Damn, this is dope. <laughs> like, that little kid in me was just like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. Damn, I'm here. This is the first Christmas here. And then, like, the Macy's, like, um, little light show that they have on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, I don't know what you What, like, is. in their, uh, the windows? Yeah. yeah I saw yeah. all those. And, yeah, you could just feel, like, the, like, Christmas spirit. Like, everybody was excited to be in this, like, one little spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was cool to, like, be there or be amongst that. Mm. And I took a bunch of pictures, sent it to my family. And everybody was like, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. Nice. Like, this is amazing. And I'm like, whoa, I get to, like, experience this, you know. Because yeah. last year last year I went back home. So this year I made yeah. it a point to, like, be here for Christmas, be here for the New Year's, and just experience, like, the city and all that. Um, yeah. No, I've been – of the four Christmases I've been here, I was – I went – I was went and saw my sister last year, but I've been here for the other three. And it's been weird because I think the first two, it was like unseasonably warm and sunny mm-hmm. on those days. And I also worked on Christmas Day both those times. And so it was this weird feeling of like, uh, it was like I was alone. I wasn't with any family. 
and just I didn't do any of the New York Christmas stuff, and I was just like, oh, so, like, but I remember also thinking, just like, this is an adult. This is what adults do. Like, all wonder is lost, and you don't care about anything uh, magical. But uh, this year, I had some family in town, and it was fun. It was nice. Yo, I had the best Christmas this year. <laughs> I woke up, ate breakfast, watched basketball all day, ate good Chinese food, and then watched Home Alone too. That's, it's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's a great Christmas. It was perfect. Um, well, so um, how am I? Thanks for asking, Mike. Sorry, um, sorry. Uh, I was just like reliving like my like, Christmas. I was like, oh, I'm so uh, self-centered. I'm sorry. Christmas was, was good. Um, but uh, actually two things last night. Uh, it's uh, I don't know if it's just because... I, as we get close to doing the podcast, I start to be like, oh, shit, I should pay attention for these things. Mm-hmm. Or if it just, they sort of all seem to always happen, like, right before we do it. Um, last night, like I said, we had family in town, and we went and saw went and saw this musical. It's a, I mean, I didn't really like it, so I don't know if I should say the name of it, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we, we went and saw this musical well it's a jukebox musical which means it's just like a bunch of songs from a band that already exist and they do those like i've never been a real fan of them it's mm-hmm. like they don't write anything new they just kind of like write a story around these pop songs mm-hmm. and i never really like them just because i feel like a lot of times the story's just kind of like shoehorned into these songs that don't make any sense with it and this one like what I actually liked the story it was it's called Head Over Heels. It's like a Go Go's uh, musical, but I've never really liked the Go Go's. Um, I didn't dislike them, but whatever. Anyway, but it was a very fun show. It was like silly and it was just like very light. Um, but they had um, it's got like like two of the characters are lesbians and it's like they had an all female band playing, which was cool that they showed at the end. And like, uh, one of the, uh, also one of the actors is, um, this drag queen peppermint from RuPaul's drag race, which I don't watch, but is like everyone I know loves and tells me I should watch it. Um, but I just haven't seen it, but anyway, and there was this moment where, and I, I believe peppermint, I don't know if, in, I don't. I didn't look, but like I believe in real life, they they identify as gender nonconforming, mm-hmm. and the way it was hand, the char- at least the character in the show definitely was, and the way they handled it in the show, I was like, it was so, it made it so like simple. It was all like the peppermint plays this sort of like uh, goddess, got like higher being, um, and when they came out, they were like one of the characters who's kind of like, kind of like a bumbling, the king, kind of like an idiot. And he's like, you're, I can't like, you look like man and woman. Like I can't, and the, his kind of sidekick is like, Oh, they, they are, they're not, they're not a man, but not a woman. They're just a, they, so they're, they, and then they, everyone was just like, Oh, and then they just moved on. And for the rest of the show, they like called him they, and That's like, dope. it was just like, yeah, this very, yeah. like, there wasn't a big thing about it. And then there was actually like kind of a, they made like they at the end, there's a go-go song that they sang a few times and it called mad about you. And it's the chorus is like, I'm mad about you. And at when, at the part when this guy was singing to, I can't remember the character's name, but the one peppermint was playing, he said, I'm mad about them. And like, everyone was like, uh, and like clapped. Um, so, and, and it made me think about just like, you know, I've had many interactions, and I probably even myself, like, before before I kind of met people who identify that stuff, but, like, when people hear, they're like, oh, it's just so confusing, like, how I don't want to say, like, you, you know, like, when people push back on that, it's like, this, I, what do you mean you're not, a, like, you're a boy, or, but it's like, it's, the way they did in the play, it's so easy, it's like, you're not a boy, you're not a girl, it's they, like, it, that's, it could be that easy. Yeah, like, it's that, it, it was that simple. Um, or it should be that easy. Well, yeah. And and, then, you know, I get that there's way more to it when people push back on it or people don't like it. And that's also, you know, like it comes from a lot of stuff. But in that sense of like, what do I call you? That was so easy. Mm -hmm. It's just like, um, and then there was one other thing that it's like, I've gone back and forth in my head. I'm like, should I say this? Because it's like embarrassing for me. Um, But last night, 
we were watching a movie and my sister and her boyfriend are st- were staying with us and they were here and they were like being really like very like um like like kissing him and like saying something <laughs> our PDA. guest just stuck her tongue out and that was i was sort of having that reaction it's like my little sister which i don't care like i i'm happy for her and i like but it was like i had this sort of, and i was laying down and i just said i said all right let's not be good and I was like, I stopped mid-sentence. I was about to say, let's not be gay. And I was like, I stopped and everyone was like, what? And like, listen, if you use that phrase and you're like, oh, it just means you're being weird. Like, that's your call. Like, if you want to say it, but I just don't use that phrase. And mm-hmm. I don't think I've said that phrase in like two years at least. And like, it was so weird that it came. I was like, I don't know where. That, but it it's funny. It came from this, like, I was like, physically uncomfortable by the like i was like uh and i said and that like old phrase that you've seen i've said one billion times in my life came out and it was i like felt embarrassed and then we was like whatever but it was like it just why i think it's worth bringing i thought it was worth bringing up is that it showed like how kind of like primal that old kind of way like language and everything still is in me when i got like really uncomfortable that's mm-hmm. what came out mm-hmm. and i was just like and the other thing is like most of the time, I don't care if they can. I don't know. It like touched on something weird, and then I just like felt embarrassed after that. But I thought, you know, I should share that. I don't have any answers for it, but um, oh, they're coming. Oh, uh, <laughs> but the block uh, is hot. So we have, you know, we had Mark on and uh, Mark D, and I. It was in the to let everyone know who doesn't know where it said part one and father we actually had mark's son come on another episode and we recorded it and i went to release it to edit it to release it the week after mark and it was just lost uh i couldn't find it there was the intro was there and that was it and his and uh so i did we, we actually went, record it or were we just well, like <laughs> i know that day remember like we had like the mics dropped out and then yeah. the batteries ran out and then something had like we had like every technical difficulty and i don't know if we just like didn't hit record or something was wrong it was a great interview but it was gone and so we sort of he's he does, he's not able to do it again and so we're like oh well, i guess we're just not going to do it but now we were actually lucky enough that Mark's daughter is in town. And so we, Jeez. Eliza was nice enough to come on. So at, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk to Eliza. Bye. Welcome back to Walls Down. I'm Walker. I'm Mike. And we're here with Eliza. Hi, Hi. Eliza. Hi, Walker and Mike. How are you? <laughs> Great. How are you guys? Good. We're good. Good. Um, Glad to hear so, it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, thanks for doing it. Uh, first question we always ask is, how do you identify? I identify as a cisgendered female. All right. There you go. Yeah. And uh, so to give kind of a little bit of context for people for your interview, Tell us a little bit about yourself, like, what, you know, what do you do, where, where do you live? All right, I am I'm 20 years old, I am a student at UCLA, I study theater. That's right. Um, I'm from Oklahoma originally, but I moved to New York when I was 15, and now I live in LA, sort of, and I, yeah. Awesome. Shout out to LA. Shout so. out. <laughs> shout out to Oklahoma. Shout out to Oklahoma. <laughs> Competing shout outs. <laughs> um, okay, well, so... You know, we had your dad on, and, um, he... and my brother. I'm here to avenge his death—the <laughs> death of his podcast. Um, and much appreciated for doing that because it was. I did feel foolish that it just said part one of two, and then there just was no part two. Um, but uh, you know, this maybe this will be even better. Sorry, Henry. Um, so, what? You know, so the the idea of this podcast is just kind of people talking about their experiences with masculinity, whether they're uh, male or not. We all have those experiences. So when you, what were some of the first messages, like earliest messages you kind of started hearing or observing or seeing with like what a man was or, you know, and, and that can be in contrast to femininity or masculinity, you know, what were some of those early things? Oh my God, I don't, 
That's a good question. Because I feel like my dad is so... I mean, I feel like that's for most people. For pretty much everyone, that's the first person that you have as like a model of masculinity. And my dad is so... Um, I mean, he's masculine, but he's a tap dancer. He's a musical mm-hmm. theater person. Mm-hmm. He's very um, in touch with his emotions. He likes fashion. And I think... I don't know where the messages came from that that wasn't masculine mm. because I remember being very young and my brother and I used to tease my dad just incessantly about like calling him gay. Mm. Like we would just be like, dad, you're gay. You're gay. Yeah. And which is horrible. And did you know what gay was? <sighs> no, I think I just thought it meant like, like sissy, like mm-hmm. a sissy boy. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I knew I didn't really have a concept of like homosexuality. I had, I think I had like a caricature of it and I would see it. I would see like, I would like go, you know, backstage when my dad was in shows and I would see all these very like effeminate gay men. Mm. And I think I kind of like, when I was younger, I think I kind of like fetishized gay men because I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. That's so sassy. That's so, but with my dad, I was just like, oh, you're gay. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) Um, And I didn't know. I don't know where that came from that like that was like wrong or that like wasn't masculine and like he was I don't know how I how I knew but I somehow knew that like he was different from what a man is supposed to be. Mm. Do you remember seeing like whether it was friends dads or in movies or anything like other that seemed different than your dad? Um probably friends dads and um like my family my um cousin's dad my mom's sister's husband is like just like exactly what you would expect like a man to be mm. in like such a awful way i think now but i don't know what i thought then but he's very you know reserved and quiet and he i you know i don't think he's ever cried maybe ever in his life and he's mm. you know into sports and into he objectifies women very vocally loudly around his wife and like mm. things like that yeah. and i I never saw my dad do anything like that. And so I think that I, I don't know, something in my head, I was just like, oh, that's, that's different. Like, that's what like guys do. You know, they're always talking about tits and talking about, you know, football and things like that. And my dad had no interest in sports and didn't objectify women. And so I was like, I was like, to me, that was like, that's other, that's gay. Yeah. yeah. So did you feel like, do you remember like how, how old you were around when this? Probably six, seven, eight. Okay. So, like yeah. pretty pretty young. And go ahead. No. Oh, I I feel like it wasn't until like I didn't really have experience with masculinity where I realized that what that was until like middle school. Yeah. When I saw like the way boys acted with each other versus the way girls acted with each mm-hmm. other, and then the way that they like treated us. Um, and that's when I sort of realized like, oh, like there's something going on here and I didn't like have a name for it. Um, but yeah, I think up until that point, it was just like, if you're not this way, if you're not like this, like type of a man, you're like effeminate and gay. Do you, what was your understanding around that same time of what it was to be a woman? Hmm. Well... I'm not shitting on my mom. I'm not. <laughs> always <laughs> a good way to start. All right. <laughs> but she was always just like such a caretaker. And she was, she was a model in her twenties. And, um, she would like, she would like make spaghetti for us and then just like only eat broccoli. Hmm. And, um, just like she would just go above and beyond for everyone and for us and like make these like extravagant cakes for our birthday, but not, eat any of it and it just it just seemed like to me a woman like would give 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 but not like consume not like take anything um and then always i've always had (laughs) i've always had a fascination with boobies Mm. because my mom's boobs are really small and so are mine (laughs) so i don't know if i'm supposed to say that but i was like a woman has this like hourglass figure and mm. these like big boobs and I think I saw it in like media mm. and I you know I can't think of any like names that I would have seen around that time but I just definitely had messages like there is this there's this way of being but there's also this like way of looking that means that you're a woman well it's interesting because too when you mentioned that guys like you mentioned your friend's dad and then you said like men talk about tits mm-hmm. and then you mentioned that like you so 
Yeah. Do you feel like any of that also came from what you saw men desiring? Totally, totally. I saw I saw what men wanted and I saw what I saw how women were like portrayed in media, which I didn't know at the time was in the male gaze, but mm-hmm. totally was. Um so yeah, I saw what was like desirable and I worried a lot about whether or not when I grew up or if at the time I like fulfilled that at all. And um yeah. Yeah. So did you did you sort of internalize those messages of femininity of, of what you saw like of being very giving and not like having um or did you sort of like express it differently? Um I definitely think I internalized it and I don't think it really came out until like middle school like I had a pretty bad eating disorder from like 8th grade all throughout high school mm. and even going into college and just this whole idea of like wanting to make myself so so small so i didn't take up any space Mm. um and i know that they always say that like you know masculinity like men are supposed to like push down their emotions and push down emotions which i think is true and i think that i was definitely given the space to cry but i think that i was always very very emotional and it felt like too much like i felt like i was too loud and i was too excited and i was too or I was too sad and I was I was too much of this. I was always too much. So I think I internalized it and then really became very focused with making myself small in every mm. sense of the word. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were... It's funny because I know I've heard this. I've known Eliza. I was there the day Eliza was born. She was. I, wow. Yeah. And I knew her as... A, baby and as and it's funny because there are all those stories of like oh crazy Eliza like you know Eliza would be you'd like look out the window and she'd be in her front yard like fully nude with a tiara on like <laughs> having a tea party like yeah. and was just like taught like the definition of just like living out loud <laughs> and it's funny to you know and we always tell those stories in a very like loving endearing mm-hmm. way but then to hear you say like you know you hear that you hear that you yeah. hear that but then you also have this message of like don't take up a lot of space. Yeah. Don't take, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I don't know what happened. And I've actually, I've talked about this in therapy and I haven't ever been able to like pinpoint who it was or what it was, but there definitely came a point in my life where that just stopped. And it mm. was just, and I became very ashamed of the Eliza who would like put on a monkey hat and nothing else and go like run around asking my neighbors for like candy. Like, <laughs> just like, I just became yeah. like, that's, that's embarrassing. And that's yeah. like wrong. And that was like too much. And, um, but I don't know where it came from because my parents always at least vocally, you know, supported me and yeah. loved me. And I I wasn't really bullied. I, I mean, I had, you know, in sixth grade, someone told me that I would be the prettiest girl in our friend group if I lost weight. Ooh. But I, yeah, and that really fucked me up. But like, I don't think, I never was like bullied, I don't think. Well, well, two, well two things. One, like, I totally get that thing of like these getting to a place where people share these stories that the other people think are cute mm-hmm. and I like, and feeling embarrassed by them. Mm-hmm. Like people, you know, like we have this one home video where I'm like answering these questions. My mom always shows it. And I'm, she's like, <laughs> ask me what a ham is made out of. And I one I'm embarrassed cause I can't figure it out. I'm like eight. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, and I also have I like a speech that. impediment. So I'm like, uh, a turkey. Aww. And everyone thinks it's so cute. And I like, they showed it like my eighth grade. And I was like, I was like humiliated by Aww. it. And it's weird. And I, yeah, no, I'm yeah. but so I want to talk about, you've mentioned middle school a couple of times and yeah. we've done this enough yeah. that like middle yeah. school seems to be the time when That's like pivotal years. Yeah. Oh, you God, st- yeah. It's like where the, the ideas where you have of like masculinity and femininity that you kind of like build at home and in grade school where it's kind of like brewing and then it like slams together in middle totally. school. So what was, talk some about that. You said you noticed how the guys were acting with their friends yeah. and how, um, I'm trying to think. So I was in a friend group. Uh, we called ourselves the PC, <laughs> that stood for Pretty Committee. Um, I laughed because I know. What yeah, it, it was pretty <laughs> ridiculous. But we were the mean girls. But I always felt like the ugly girl in the pretty girl group, mm. and I would see it like I, all my friends would always have boyfriends, and that didn't really mean anything until like eighth grade when like, I think eighth grade is when like the bj started happening mm. um just like yeah that's when like oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. sorry that stands for blowjob <laughs> for those of you that aren't familiar um, but you would hear these stories right over. 
yeah. Um, but people would, like, make jokes and, you know, that, like, everything, pretty much the minute you enter sixth grade, everything gets, like, really sexual. Yeah. And, but, like, nobody knows really how it works yeah. and what's going on. what they're on. doing. Yeah. And, like, I mean, like, most of us, a lot of us hadn't even, like, started our periods yet. Like, we didn't fucking know. But, like, everything mm. was just surrounded by, like, you know you know boobs and like oh guys like i don't know and i think that guys would just like they would make comments like i remember one time i think in seventh grade i like bent down to pick up a pencil and this guy just like held my head down like by his dick and was just like cracking up about it and i like then a part of me felt really flattered Mm. because it was like this if, if people are making like sexual jokes about me that must mean that i'm like worthy of being like sexualized and that's cool and that's awesome and so it was just like everything was just like nobody knew how to interact with each other but we were like just like trying to and like going with what we knew and what we saw and like yeah you know a lot of like boys would like watch porn outside and like the outside of the cafeteria or something and like everyone was like so 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 curious and none of our questions were being answered yeah so it manifested itself in like a really like gross way that i think you know still affects a lot of us yeah where it's like everyone no one no one got like any sort of good instructions Mm -hmm. or anything but we're all like it's the number one most interesting thing is like sex and all the and like you're just fumbling around in the dark and like who do i talk to about it and yeah we were talking about that with adam yeah we're talking about that with adam like if your parents aren't teaching you about sex or talking to you, where you go? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's not the, you know, it's like I have compassion for parents too, because it's like, what do I say? I don't want to like my kid to go to school and be talking about all this stuff yeah. I was talking to them about. And then like somebody calls the police on me or something. But <laughs> mm-hmm. like, but then also it's like, you know, no one tells them what to tell their kids, but it's like, we have no idea. And so you're all, yeah. So do you remember what did you see i think there's like a common theme is like getting something from getting attention from Mm -hmm. men like did you see other people getting granted access to things or Mm, i don't know i wouldn't say like anything tangible Mm -hmm. but definitely like like i can i could i could name like the exact girls who guys liked and Mm -hmm. they were the ones that like they were desired and they would get to like ride in the car with the ninth grader who already had his license mm. and but like in exchange for you know fucking you know um and like i don't know i think access to like like other things a lot earlier like i feel like in a lot of ways in middle school being like the one that is desired gets you it's like a gateway drug to like then you're like getting weed from guys mm. or like getting alcohol from guys or like like you get to be the cool girl doing like the cool stuff because older dudes who have access to that stuff like mm. want to fuck you and then you know yeah yeah it's power it's power yeah. yeah that's what it is it's power and then i think like yeah then there just kind of becomes this like hierarchy that like even though i was in with these girls like on saturday nights i was still like i don't know if i can do makeovers or whatever and they were just like driving around the city like mm. Which I, and I, you know, in a way, even then, like, I kind of felt sad for them, but I was so jealous. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be doing that, but I want someone to ask me. Exactly. To, like, I exactly. want to be wanted to do that. Exactly. And it's super romanticized, I think, in, like, television, like, things like, I don't know, Skins comes to mind and mm. stuff like that, about being just, like, this, like, super young, middle school, early high school, like, kid that's, like, smoking weed all the time and, like, having sex and, like... That seems so cool and so romantic and so... But it's also, like, we're kids. And, like, I... And then being on the outside of it, being super jealous, but then also being able to see, like, that's just, like, sad. Like, I could... I knew that, like, people were being used, but also, like, I really wanted to be used Mm. really badly. (laughs) So, yeah. So, then what was it like when you did go into high school? And, And I also think it's interesting because you was your freshman and sophomore year in oklahoma or just your freshman just my freshman year so you you did your freshman year there and then you came to new york Mm -hmm. 
Um, so what was what was that like? What, what was high school first like and then that transition also? That's a big transition. It's a huge yeah. transition. Um, it's, it's weird because, like, it definitely... I think I hit a growth spurt and, like... No, I mean, I wouldn't call it, a, like, a growth spurt. Just more like a, like, my figure became, like, a woman's. Hmm. Like, in maybe 10th grade. Like, right right when I came to New York. And when I came to New York, a lot of guys, like, had crushes on me. Hmm. But I was, like, very, very cautious at that point, I think. Because I, for different reasons, I was just tired of being in a friend group that was so, like, tight-knit. And so, like, I didn't want to be, like, a we anymore. So I was so, so, like... I have to just, like, be myself. But because of that, I was, like, I was less independent and more, like, just reclusive. Mm. So, like, I think that I was in a point where I had the opportunity to, like, be that girl. Like, I remember, I think it was junior year, my friend's friend came to visit school. We had outside lunch. And he was, like, really into me. And I went on a date with him, but he was, like, an Adderall dealer. And he, like, smoked cigarettes and, like, Uh had already been to rehab and, like, all this stuff. And, like... All these things that, like, in theory, that's, like, really romantic. I remember just being scared and, like, not wanting to talk to him anymore. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that I kind of cut myself off from that whenever I had the opportunity to. And I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure why. Like, yeah, I think I just, I felt safer just not putting myself out there and not trying to be that girl anymore. Even though still, like, wishing I could be. Well, I wonder... Like, Thinking back, kind of what you're talking about, like, as now you're kind of more aware and you were more sort of like, you know, your eyes are kind of stuff. Did you have ideas uh, about masculinity? Had those changed? Did you know more about, like, what, like, men, different types of men or whatever? Because I doubt you were, like, still calling your dad gay. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Um, Definitely. Definitely. Um, I think, hmm. I think even then I still didn't really have a name for it. I just knew there were like different types of dudes mm. and there were there were dudes that were that were gay and there were dudes that were really masculine and like sporty and I d- didn't really like them. But then mm. there was also like th- really cautious guys who were really smart and I I felt like all of them had something they were trying to prove. Mm. Like I never really felt like like anybody even even girls but like it was so apparent in the guys like i didn't feel like anybody was just themselves and okay with just like being and being interested in what they're interested in like i think if you're the sporty guy you're like trying to prove why that's like what the fucking cool thing to do is and like if you're the guy who really like books you're just like really condescending and like i'm smarter than everybody and that's my thing (laughs) and it's just this way it's like power and it's just this way of like trying to justify not being the other thing yep um instead of just trying to find a way where you can be all of it or just Mm -hmm. like not caring or doing your thing um so yeah i definitely felt like i don't know that i knew i saw a movie i saw i think it was junior year or senior year i watched the mask you live in have you guys seen that (laughs) yeah that was like the impetus for this podcast i I figured i figured Um, did yeah did we watch that together? No, I watched it in sociology class. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because, yeah, I show it some... Um, it's a good movie. Yeah, no, it is. But, you know, what's funny about that is I've shown it to other people who mm. are, uh, who are like, your age, mm. and they're like, this isn't even a thing, and it's, it's men I show it to, right. and they're like, this isn't even a thing anymore, this is New York, like, people don't... We don't even have these ideas mm-hmm. anymore... Yeah, it's right. definitely a thing. It's <laughs> yeah. definitely, definitely a thing. It's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas for me, I was like shook and shook, shaken, shaken to my core, shook to my core. I was shook. Shook ones. But like to me, where it was like, and I saw it probably in like 2015, and then it just sort of these ideas started brewing, and like because I think you're totally right. Like there is that thing of like. I was a skater. Now I'm a, uh, now I'm into sports and sports are my favorite thing. Yeah. And like my like AIM name is like Walker OSU for Oklahoma state. Cause <laughs> yeah. I was like football, everything's football when I was like yeah. in middle school. Yeah. It's like, you're like filling these archetypes and I still mm. see it. I still see it in college. There's just like the frat guy and mm. the, um, you know, the theater guy or the engineering kid. And like, I'm learning more and more and the more that I get to know people that everybody is like multifaceted and Mm. I think the older we get the easier it is but it's still so like 
if I'm on, I don't really go to frat parties, but if I'm on frat row on like a Thursday night, like the frat guy who I see on Monday in my like psych class, who's like really cool and like plays the piano is just shit faced, like grinding on some girl, Mm. like screaming the N word in a song, you know? And it's just like, it's like just a constant, like trying to prove that you are a part of whatever club that you are trying to get Mm. in. So taking it back to high school and you said you were kind of like, you know, you kind of just like became recluse or whatever. Did you see different, and I'm I'm also interested almost in the difference between Oklahoma and and, and I think there's some yeah. everything's the same and it's all different. But like, did you see types of men like the guys getting more like again access or power or whatever by being different types of guys? Were there like was there a hierarchy? Did you see you know? Um. I'm trying to think about who who were the hot guys in Oklahoma versus who were the hot guys in New York. That's a good question. Even if they weren't the hot guys to you, right? The hot guys. Well, that's a hard question because I went to a school that was like an art school, so mm-hmm. like um, the hot guys to me and to I think a lot of people were the ones that were like in bands and like playing shows yeah. and like um, doing a bunch of drugs and like were like art majors or whatever Uh um which i think was true for a lot of people but as what i've seen my friends that i still have in oklahoma is that they all started kind of hanging out with the private school boys the like rich like you know driving nice cars like have access to a country club like I don't, I don't, and I don't really know what that is. And it's the same girls who were, you know, driving around in cars with boys, smoking weed in middle school are now like hanging out with these like really rich boys and like, you know, they all started doing Coke and like, um, which is interesting because I totally missed out on that. I totally Mm. didn't, I was just, I wasn't in the state. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know if those boys would have wanted anything to do with me. I don't. I mean, I would like to know <laughs> if, if any of you guys are listening. Um, my Instagram is uh, just, just slide into the DMs and let me know. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> that's what the hot dudes were for sure. We're like, mm. I don't think anybody that I was hanging out with at class in were when we got into high school were interested in any of the boys at that school. Mm. Like there were sports teams, but they weren't really the hot shots, um, like at all. Um, I mean, a couple of them were like. I'm like friends with and were probably would have been the hot guys at class in, but for the most part, everyone just kind of like outsourced their, um, booty calls. <laughs> and, um, in New York, it was for sure like the, like hype beast kind of uh. guys, like the ones who use all the slang and the ones who, you know, like roll really good joints. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like stuff like that. Like they were the, they were the cool guys, the ones who were like, had like pierced ears and then would go like in like n- nice shoes or whatever and going to like supreme drops going to supreme drops um then Hanging like out, so exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> and that was honestly like what's what's another thing that's interesting is that like that kind of aesthetic was the majority of the guys i mean i went to a pretty small school in brooklyn mm-hmm. but it was the majority of the guys in brooklyn um whether whichever like archetype you were trying to fill like that's kind of the way you like presented mm-hmm. um but there was so still... so so you're saying like the guys who were like the sports guys or the guys who were like the arts guys still all dressed they st- for the most part <laughs> i mean there were definitely there wasn't a huge arts guys population at my school but i would say that no actually yeah they still were pretty much just like supreme like whatever became whatever the cool thing to like own was like mm-hmm. pretty much every kind of guy was wearing that, hmm. except for like the really nerdy guys or, like, the sports guys, not as much. Like, they would probably wear, like, Supreme shirts. But they were... Well, another interesting thing, my school had... Because it was, like, a pretty liberal school in Brooklyn, had a very small population of Trump supporters. But they were all on the baseball team. Hmm. And they were, like, not that cool. But they were still, like... They were still getting getting action. But they were, like... It wasn't even, like, a thing. Like, I never went to a school where, like, the sports guys were, like, the hot hmm. shots. Which I think isn't the case for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and and we'll take a, maybe we'll ask that after the break. Yeah, we'll, we'll, so we'll take a break, and then when we come back, I kind of want to talk about, like, your experience more now, since you've gone to college, kind of ideas, and I also have a question that's going to make me sound like an old nerd, but I'm going <laughs> to ask it, so we'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome back, Walt Down, Walker, Mike, here with Eliza. Hey. So, um, so talk to us about going to college. You moved across the country. I did. You, you know, you, you, away from your family, away from all the people you knew, kind of like this time where you really got that thing of like, I can go and get a fresh start or whatever. So what did that look like as far as like. Well, and kind of just like what we've been talking about, like what did you first start to notice about guys versus girls, masculinity versus femininity, ideas of gender, all that kind of stuff being in college, in college in two thousand, you went started in 2017, yeah, 17, 16, 17, 17. Um, yeah, well, I feel like college was definitely the first time in my life that I was like introduced to people who are like gender fluid and uh-huh. like more people like I'd always had like gay friends and I was like knew of gay people um like obviously but well, I don't know why that's obvious I don't know why that would be obvious um but I did cut that out <laughs> <laughs> obviously Eliza knows gay people guys clearly wow so <laughs> you know, listen to her talk can't you tell um cut that out (laughs) (laughs) um but no it was definitely the first time that i was introduced to people it was okay it was in my like sphere it was in my sphere of like reference that's the big frame of reference i knew i knew what gender fluidity was Mm -hmm. and i knew that you know there was a variety of different ways people could identify in terms of gender and sexuality um but it was my first time being introduced to people who identified Um, Just, like, all across the spectrum, which I think was really um, cool and really good for me just because it was something that I had never seen before. Mm. Um, But in terms of the way that, like, but I still think that, like, gender and, like, the binary, like, plays into so much of what goes down at college and, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of college campuses. Like, UCLA is very liberal. I mean, I'm in the theater school. A lot of my friends are art kids, but it's also just, like, a huge state school um, where a lot of, like, you know, I see it in, like, sororities and fraternities and just a lot of things that seem really archaic to me and a lot of people... I think that there's a lot of people trying to prove their masculinity and then a lot of people trying to prove that they're, like, super woke. Mm. Um, I know quite a bit of straight guys. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, do those... two things clash Clash? hardly ever Hmm. because the people well mike has a cold i think yeah i'm really sorry (laughs) into the microphone my bad (laughs) i didn't mean so 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 yeah do those things clash um i said hardly ever but i actually i think that they do a lot in the theater school because i think that there's a lot of like kind of this like back and forth between being like oh my god, I'm a dude who studies theater, like, that seems gay, but I'm also, like, real, like, I promise I like girls, I swear I love pussy. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there's a lot of that um, that goes back and forth, but I think that the, like, so aggressively um, masculine thing that is, like, fraternities and then also just, like, the art kids, like, that never really clashes. Mm. Um, I mean, I know a couple kids in the art school who have, like, gone to frat parties as, like, a joke, and, like, you know, and I... I think that I've been able to kind of, I have friends that are in Greek life and I have friends that are so far away from Greek life. I can kind of float in between the two. And so like being able to see both has been cool. Um, But yeah, I definitely think that there's a lot of like, there's a lot of dudes who, I don't know, are trying so hard to prove that they are like masculine and that they are straight. Like even though they're like studying this thing that, you know, would be deemed gay. And I see it a lot in, like, the art community, like, these guys who kind of use their, like, wokeness and their, like, art ness to sort of manipulate women and mm. sort of, like, just act like total D-bags and get off scot-free because they're not, like... I mean, there's this sort of idea that, like, just because you're not the guy that's, like, blacked out on frat row, like, you know, sexually assaulting people that, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm a, I'm a good guy, but, like, mm. I know so many guys who are just, like constantly just like going through women like just trying to like um get this kind of validation and this power and they use their like they use their like feminine side to do something that i think is really masculine Uh 
yeah i don't know what i'm saying no that no makes no it's the manipulation it's the manipulation yeah. Yeah. yeah and i see it a lot i see a lot of guys who you know like paint their nails and will like make out with dudes at parties and swear they're not gay and then just like emotionally manipulate a bunch of girls who think that they're really cool because like oh my god this guy like paints his nails and listens to bright eyes i don't know <laughs> that's, that's dated <laughs> <laughs> no i know like there's you know, we talk on here also and just like, it's the more I sort of just like look around with this kind of lens on things and, and there's, there is masculine culture in every subculture, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's like, and doesn't, and like, so in any sort of whatever scene you're in, there is that there, there's an idea of masculinity and like it sounds like what you're saying is like the guys, if you were in the, in the drama school and you were like fucking into sports and lifting weights mm-hmm. and all that stuff, you would not be, they'd be like, Oh, look at this, like whatever. But then if you're like in that scene and you can play this other type of man where like, it's like you're, it's like another way to kind of get to the ends. It's another mm-hmm. means to that end. Exactly. Exactly. And it seems like a lot of, the time in college and i don't know this might be in the whole world and it, i mean it was the same in middle school that ends a lot of times is like sex yeah and it's just like you know like getting getting women but there's just different like tactics and i think that that's the, that's kind of the reason why people like you were saying that you show that film and they're like this isn't how it is anymore mm-hmm. because like you know it's different from like like monster trucks and steroids like that's like that's not exactly what it means to be a dude anymore it is in some place like in some for some people um but there's just like these different like roles that you can fill that it's still the same kind of it's still not authentic in a lot of ways and you said that earlier and i think you that's so dead on of like there's a there's still there's still an in off this in off it's not authentic to but it's like no i'm not that thing i'm this thing like yeah. look and i'm this thing and i'm and it's like it's still to be kind of just who you are maybe isn't like we've talked like i've talked about how i almost feel like shameful now that i like sports like <laughs> since i moved to new york and just most of the circles i run in are more like artsy people very emotional men like men who are open and like not no one but just a lot of my friends don't yeah. like sports so i almost like it's like until I met Mike and we liked it. <laughs> but like, but like, I just like I'll watch sports by myself and yeah. like I kind of like like when I'm hanging out with your family, I'll get like made we'll get fun mad. of if I try to like put a football game on or something. Yeah. Where and it's like to do that, like I could just be like, yeah, fuck sports. I hate sports now, but it wouldn't be true. Like yeah. I still like them in certain ways. Um, but I don't like them in the way that when I was in middle school and high school and college where I was just like, this fucking everything. This is yeah. like the most important thing to me. And like, I, you know, so it is like you're still, it's still just too, it's so hard to just be yourself. Exactly. I think, I think that people feel like they have to just be one thing and that they mm. can't just be like a whole person because then that's really vulnerable and really scary. And so mm. like, even though we are, you know, complex like we only show this one like this like facade that we've created because we think that that's going to get us the most power or the most sex or the most money or the most whatever um but that's that's fake it's Mm. just because we're not like showing all of this to everybody doesn't mean it's not there yeah well and and i do think maybe this is like a sociological question or whatever, but it's like, it almost feels like groups are built on exclusivity as opposed to inclusivity is where it's like you have, you, you're in this group if you do these things and you're out of this group if you do these things. Totally. 100%. Yeah. And like, you know, whatever that group is, it's like, you better not like, you know, like we were talking about like the phrase, like no homo and all that. Mm. It's like, if you act in a way that could be perceived as gay, you are out of our group. Yeah. Like you are not a part of this anymore. And then it could be in like the sort of quote unquote woke community or whatever. Mm. Like sometimes I feel uncomfortable to sort of like say things where I'm like, I don't know if I agree with <laughs> this thing because I feel like I might be like 
out like cancel culture like totally. you're done like there's like groups at ucla that are like the like the cool groups and like we're so weird and we're different but like if i showed up and i was like wearing a dress from urban outfitters uh-huh. i wouldn't be wanted because that's like too like normie yeah that's too like the word normie and this is okay this might go over y'all's heads but <laughs> not because it's really smart because it's really dumb uh you guys know the song in high school musical stick to the status quo Okay, nope. well, everyone, everyone's mad at Troy Bolton because he is a basketball player who wants to sing. Uh, but then there's, like, this girl who's, like, really smart who wants to do hip-hop. And they're like, fuck you, you're out of our group, bitch, mm. in so many words. And then there's this, like, skater boy who plays cello. And they're like, that's stupid. Why are you doing that? Like, you're not in our group. Like, it's just this whole thing of, like, we are still... It's, like, these, like, clicky archetype yeah, yeah. things that are so, like... We think is fake, but it's so real. Like, if yep. you're... Like, I can't be in that, like, art kid group because I, you know, shop at H&M sometimes. Uh-huh. It's just... It's silly. Yeah. High School Musical. High School Musical. Had the answers, and we weren't listening. Years ago. So, so here's... I, I want to ask this question, and I said it's going to be... You... I, I was just thinking about this while... Like when you first sat down, I, I hadn't this. You grew up. I think you're the youngest person we've had on here, right? Yeah. Right? You think close? Yeah. If not, one hundred percent. Okay. Cool. Um, and you grew up in the a like Facebook came out when what you were seven. Uh yeah, I think I got one when I was ten. Ten. When did you <laughs> first get an Instagram? How old were you? Um, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, and then wow, so I had one in six. Either 6th or 7th grade, so 12 or 13, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. And then, like, Snapchat, whenever it came out. 8th grade. I yeah. remember because I didn't have a front-facing camera, so I couldn't use it, and I was pissed. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to send nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Honestly, kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just um, kidding. So, but I, I want to, I'm interested in your unique perspective on how you see because i mean we have social media also mm. um you do not have social well media. i don't okay. but i <laughs> i have had, I have had social media yeah, I've, I've seen people on the train i look over their shoulder no i but we it is a different experience like oh my god yeah and so i'm wondering like how does how does masculinity uh, performance of masculinity femininity all that come into that world for you so much i mean because like it's just like how we perform you know masculinity and femininity in the physical world Mm -hmm. like everything everything on social media is a performance Mm -hmm. and it's curated and you know you're able to like curate this like vision this look of yourself and who you want to be like present as like i've spent an hour i've taken probably you know a selfie session of like 300 different pictures of mm-hmm. myself trying to find which one, you know, makes my cheeks look slimmer. Like it's, you know, like it's pretty, it's toxic. And, you know, you see all these people, you see these like people who, you know, you think are like the epitome of like beauty and femininity and what you should look like. And you're constantly being fed these images that just make you feel bad. And we're voluntarily looking at images that just make us feel like mm. shit. And, you know, and then you get like comments from dudes and then that feels good. Like, you know, if when, when someone slides into my DMS or whatever, like that feels good and like validated. Yeah. Yeah. And that's validating. And that's something that I've had since, you know, sixth grade. So like, I don't know anything outside of that. Yeah. You know? You've had that form. Yeah. Yeah. Since, since you really probably first wanted attention from men, yeah. you've had that extra form of yeah, attention as a way to get it. And then, you know, sometimes that feels like a lie because, I don't always look like that. I don't have, fil- I don't use filters, but I don't have filters in real life. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, no, there's this, you know, the idea that like, there's, I will say something that like kind of, I realized that it seems similar. It's like, you know, I think a piece of me, I was always very fun when I like drank and partied people, not always. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you would have loved it. Um, but, uh, what I mean is, like, I would be very charming and fun, you know, like, because I was relaxed. Congratulations. And <laughs> <laughs> humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> Not even humble. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is I now, after, you know, I stopped for a lot of reasons, and this wasn't necessarily the reason, but in retrospect, what I realized is when I would have 
three to 15 drinks or more and like people be like oh my god you're so fun or girls oh you're so it's like on some level i think i knew deep in my mind i was like well but you didn't really know me like oh, you're not yeah. saying you like me you like that me you like the me who was drunk and being wild and wasn't self-conscious and wasn't and so when you say like that I'm getting that validation on what isn't really me. Like the message on some level I was getting is like, if you're yourself, people won't like you. Like they won't like, exactly. they like this altered version of mm-hmm. you. Exactly. And that man, that is uh, sad. It's sad. It's really, it's really like, I think, you know, I, I, I don't like to be like social media is bad and it's, and you know, I feel yeah. like that message is so easy to be like, it's like, but to discuss the ways in which it can be yeah genuinely harmful. Exactly. And also I think that as a woman, it's a lot easier to get that kind of validation mm. on social media. Yeah. Like it's so easy to like find, to post a picture and then like have a bunch of dudes that want to like have sex with you. Great. That's easy. And for guys, like it's just not as easy to get that kind of validation mm. because I don't know, I guess women are pickier or maybe women don't care as much. What is, what is from your perspective, what, what is like the masculine performance on social media? I, I don't know because guys definitely don't, from what I've seen, don't like curate their like feed as much as Mm. women do that I've seen. But also like, so my experience with masculinity on social media and on the internet is just as an aggressor. As, like, guys on social media, you know, it's, like, you, especially, like, if you get into, like, dating apps and things like that, mm. like, it's just, you cast a wide net and every fish that doesn't bite is a cunt. Uh. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> and is just an ugly whore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, cold, like... A cold bitch. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, like, this thing of, like, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what masculine performance on social media looks like. I just know what, like... Working out. Working out, that's yeah. a big one. That's Sneakers. a big one. Yeah. Cars. Yeah. Money. I do, yeah. Yeah. That Flashing like hype beast culture hype beast. does yeah. go with along with that. But no, I think you're like, it's funny, like, as you're saying, like, I feel like it's like a dude could just put like one picture, like that the classic dude picture <laughs> where they're just holding the camera low up at them, put that one picture on Instagram and then just so you have an account and then it's like off to the like, let me go fucking slide like into DMs and like and yeah. comment and like, yeah. it's just, yeah. Um, Okay, well, cool. Well, so let's take a break and we'll come back and ask the six questions. questions. Uh oh. Ooh, that's scary. (laughs) Oh, welcome to Walls Down Podcast. I'm Walker. I'm Mike. And uh, we got Liza here. Hey. Liza's ready to do some uh, questions, right? Yep. We're going to do these questions. Is that not what we have been doing? <laughs> Shut I'm up, Eliza. kidding. I'm kidding. Don't Hold say on. that to me, man. Uh, <laughs> that's, I'm just uh, I'm uh, looking at my phone trying to find them. So you don't have them memorized. I I'm sorry. I'm being maybe not in order. Ungrateful. Here, I'll, ask, I'll ask the you first ask question. The first okay. One. Okay. Number one. When are you scared? All the time. <laughs> Fair. Yes. Yes. What is- A lot of the time. Like, what about? Uh, I'm scared of dying. Um, but then sometimes I'm not. And then I'm scared that I'm not scared of dying. <laughs> and then um, I'm scared that I look ugly. Um, and then I'm scared that I'm scared about climate change. I'm scared that my mom doesn't love me. I'm scared that my parents are ashamed of me. I'm scared of being buried alive. All right. That's that's a big one. The age of anxiety. Oh yeah. Right I'm scared here. Scared all the time. Okay. Well. Social media. That's oh yeah. Social media. I'm scared. I'm not going to get enough media. likes. That's why I'm not on it. Uh, number <laughs> that's two. That's a legit one though. Right. Yeah. That's a legit Wait, what was fear. Last, scared of your likes. Scared that you're not going to get enough likes. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. That's my last post. Only that, got you don't know that fear. I don't know that fear <laughs> anymore. But I was on when I was on Twitter for a while. There was like oh. a like a year period where i was i was tweeting all the time and i would get like three likes that's and that was like a hot tweet you should do tweet. you know what the acronym for twitter means no, no there's an acronym oh mike's gonna look it up oh i'll I look it up wait. while you guys all right here's the question number I tweet two a lot. what do you 
Yeah. Well, well, there's a plug section at the end, but, oh, don't, cool. but don't say your last name. Sorry. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> no, you can. You can. It's fine. Okay. Number two. What do you need from people? Validation. And, Bam. Yeah. Validation and support and love. But you know. What's your favorite form of validation? Instagram <laughs> likes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, actually, yeah. no, because mm. the thing is, uh, when people tell me compliments, I don't believe them. And so when people like my Instagram posts, you know, nothing more valuable. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. Isn't that sad? Hey. Okay, side note. How old were you when you. This isn't the question. Oh, okay. This is just the question referencing the acronym for twitter how old were you when you discovered twitter means typing what i am thinking to everyone reading whoa that's insane is that, <laughs> do you think that's on I purpose was, i was 33 years old do you think? i was today years old <laughs> <laughs> very good online that's talk twitter yeah, 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 yeah. You got twitter. It, you got okay it. back to the question right. i like um, that when do you feel hurt um i feel like i hurt myself a lot um when do i feel hurt i feel hurt when i like i'm just like really really mean to myself like i just i you know no one really insults me that much humble brag (laughs) um but i insult myself and so i like really hurt myself tell myself that i'm you know not talented and i'm fat and ugly and annoying and not funny and that i'm never gonna amount to anything and that really hurts i'm kind of a bitch do you have another, is there another, the other voice in your head that's like, no, I'm not. Right. Not really. It's, she's growing. She's getting Someone louder. Needs some CBT. CBD. CBD. <laughs> I, I have some CBT and it's, you know, her voice, the voice of nice Eliza is getting a lot louder than it was. Hell yeah. Before. That like made me emotional when you just said that. I don't know. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Do you oh. think social media plays a role in that? Um, because you're constantly like on the internet, like comparing so. yourself to yeah. Other I don't think people. that like my social media presence really does. I mean, it does if I like don't feel like I can like get a good enough picture of myself. Yeah, hmm. but I definitely do. Like I said earlier, like I'm like voluntarily looking at pictures that just make me sad. Like yeah. I'm yeah. constantly looking at pictures of these like beautiful women that I just like you know and comparing myself to them and hmm. so yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. plays a role. And but. Was that voice there before you were with social media was really what it is? Um, yes, but not, not as much. Cause I remember like, I thought I was the shit up until honestly, up until I heard my voice, a recording of my voice. And then I was like, wow, I must be <laughs> not a good singer or a good actor because that voice is annoying. Aww. Um, and then, so that was like when I was like eight. So like, yeah, I would say, yeah. Okay. Just not as loud. And here you are on a podcast. I know. Sounding great. And that's interesting because you're in theater. I know. It's so like you're going to at some point have to watch yourself. Yeah, a lot. Perform. I just, uh, just, just grin and bear it. If it's, if it's what I love to do, you know, if that's, people, yeah, yeah. I just, I think that, you know, I have to just like let go of the control and that if someone mm. is putting me in something, mm-hmm. then they clearly think that I'm good. And if yeah. I don't think that I'm good, someone does or I wouldn't be there. Yeah, so. yeah true like that it's imposter syndrome thing yeah that everyone has all right number three. Oh wait number number f- did i no you're up mike i'm out of here bye no you're up well i'll do it who intimidates you oh everyone so many people in my department anybody skinnier than me everybody that's funnier than me except for men <laughs> um no men 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 can intimidate me but i'm mostly intimidated by women um Actually, yeah, I would say funny men because I love funny women. Um, but yeah, anyone funnier than me, anyone skinnier than me, anyone prettier than me, hmm. uh, pretty much anybody that I'm studying theater with, don't listen to this. Uh, yeah, so a lot of people. Yeah, like people, people who have what you want. Yeah. yeah and same. people who I find attractive. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely more intimidated by men than I am by women. Oh, 100%. Sure. 100%. Women for me because yeah. I'm a girl. All right, then I'll go. All right. You were right, Mike. Number five, when are you proud of yourself? When I take a shower. <laughs> Depression hurts. <laughs> um, that's That one's real. I started showering frequently again, and I was like, man, I cured this thing. There you go. Um, 
yeah when i when i shower when i go to the gym pretty much when i do like basic hygiene stuff because like when i'm in a slump that's the first thing that goes hmm. so yeah. yeah yeah and also when i when i finished something like i was in a playwriting class and when i finished my plays i was really proud and yeah yeah when i do something that scares me also yeah nice nice when are you your most authentic self oh my god um when i am in the car with my parents singing songs yes. <laughs> like on a road trip on a road trip yeah, yeah. Or when I, over the summer, when I did improvised stand-up for my parents and uh, my brother. They didn't like it, but I was really me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, it's like the people who know you the best. Are yeah. the easy, they bring out the authentic. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, thank Eliza. You thank you, guys. awesome. Thank so, you. what do you want? Do you have stuff you want to plug? Do you have... Um. No, yeah. I'll plug the UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They need some help. They need they some need help. Some They're support. not. Yeah. Um. Watch the new Black Mirror movie. It's I'm gonna watch fun. it today. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's good. Someone told me you don't watch, you experience it. That was they that's were, but they were joking. Okay. Um, <laughs> chill. You don't. You don't want to plug your social media. Okay, fine. Yeah, I do, but I don't want to out my father. Okay. Uh, but I will. Um, <laughs> my Instagram is Eliza underscore Dylan, and my Twitter is underscore Eliza underscore Dylan underscore. What is <laughs> All right. um so thank you everybody for listening um as <laughs> go we don't have a facebook page we don't have a twitter we oh do have God. an instagram Yo, we're is, doing this because we love it we and love it's it fun. all like, right we're not here to promote we'll, it yeah we'll get to that when we we're get not to it. we're not yeah. going to we yeah. keep saying go we have an instagram there's it. literally not even a background like there's not even <laughs> no. you can Liza, please help well, you're, will. When you, well whatever we'll get, Friday. that's right you can build it um anyway but yeah if you honestly if speaking of social media even though we're like dogging on it i think if you like these episodes please post about them i think that's the best advertising besides i mean yes rate it and review it which is is great but i think subscribe subscribe not rate that's review it subscribe uh subscribe and uh i think you can hear us now on spotify i mean you're listening to it already so i don't have to tell you why but you can hear us on spotify on stitcher I couldn't get us on to Google cool. Play because I couldn't figure it out. Uh, Google, if you're listening. <laughs> help, help me out. Um, and on Apple Podcasts and uh, and on Podbean, which is where we host. But I don't know who's listening on there. But we got a few on there. So <laughs> we're big time right well, now. That's right. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again, Liza. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This was really fun. All right. Bye. Bye. bye.